Hello, welcome to Solomon's Temple. In this episode, I wanted to go over George Lukács' essay, The Reification and the Consciousness of the Proletariat. In this essay, there is a phenomena of reification. So there's a, a talk about how workers are structured and used within a system that fragments their labor power, the use of their labor power in use relationship to an economy. So the person that is structured within the commodity producing exchange system that creates an object objectivity of the value of the objects and it is within the object fetishism of valuing objects that the subject the one producing these objects are just a mere phantom in the background from the objectivity so they're subordinated by their product rather than the one producing the product so the subject is fragmented as an object as a producible object so essentially their value is derived from a produced object rather than the produced subjectivity and he also goes over the fact that when you are working you are reduced to space and time but you are dictated not only by the space in which you traverse but the time in which you take when you're traversing space so in other words you may work very very hard five times as hard as your boss or five times as hard as the next person you may produce significant results that may be more valuable and that may be incalculable. That may be so abstract you can't calculate it. But the point is, all of the value that you are as a subject is undermined by commodity fetishism and the objectivity of quality value, object quality value done by those that own production or that can make decisions regarding the production process. So the production process as a subject, as a worker, that is the process of generating value stands within the background of those framing the commodity fetishism exchange the use value of an amount of objects within the exchange system of economics of capitalism and of just modern economies in general so there is a relationship between people and among the relationship of how value is returned to the seller so there is also um, a dimension of a demand but also a supply but we know that once the supply exceeds the demand or or you have more than enough supply to deal with people or maybe you can never have enough supply but within one object it, it could just be a t-shirt to make it simple that if you have more of these than you can sell it becomes its use its use exchange is decommodified and is no longer a, a piece of objective commodity value its use exchange is no longer serviceable but you could still buy two shirts each so in essence if you produce more the use exchange value the objective qu quality of the t-shirt is then changed so there's an abstract sense of what is produced spatially and what is produced in work versus how much value can be generated from these products in quantity so the quantitative aspect of items will significantly decline in its uh, quality value and therefore the work that is generated the more work and productivity that is done by the subject will receive less value as a result of there being more than what is actually needed because the less you have the more valuable it'll be because it'll be more in demand so then the subject of being a worker in the production process the harder you work eventually you'll become devalued so there's a whole uh, quality of existence within 
how much spatially is manifested and the relationship you have to getting value and the numbers of workers that are there and the capacity to generate value. So if there's less workers within a company and you're producing products for the entire world, let's just say for 6 billion people within companies producing a solitary item, there is only 2,000 people working in order to serve the entire human species in regards to the use value of what you're producing. And so then the inherent value of what is being produced and how much you would get as a subject of production would be based upon the amount of production, the dominion of production, the dominance of how much can be produced by how many. The object fragmentation uh, calculus that would go along with that would determine how much value each of the subjects would get. And ultimately, if that is the case, you may dominate production and would therefore be a minimal amount of subjects, but a maximal amount of objects. So in essence, the money can be absorbed most readily up to one person that owns Dominion. And then an X amount of subjects working within the production process, there'd be an X amount of workers that would be a lot less than an overall identifiable or quantifiable role of the subject. So the idea would be the subject becomes less of use value when the object use value is increased. So there's a relationship between producing usage and use value and and the amount of subjects to produce the use value, if that makes sense. So then there would be a decline of subjects in use value if the production increases. So if there's an objective production process in a dominion of production that requires less and less subjects and creates more and more objects, you'd essentially reduce the value of the subject within the production process over time. Because then you would run out of a demand for even producing anything at all. So that's what overall efficiency would do. And then people would then would have to rely on the fact that we can't be that productive. So there's sort of a balancing out of that. And there's a question of exploitation when it comes to how much value can be generated and who gets this value and how you rationalize and interpret who gets what. So you could see where that line of thinking goes and how people can be seen as a use commodity or how much you can get from something if you can. So there is something to be discerned with direct barter, he says, is the original natural form of exchange. It represents rather the beginning of the transformation of use values into commodities. And these commodities turned into money. Exchange value has yet no form of its own, but is still directly bound up with use value. So like the money value doesn't essentially have this law of, of value attached to it, but is dictated by a simple labeling of the value of the item. And the exchange value is determined by its number rather than by its direct natural form, if that makes sense. So it is a creation of use values and not an exchange of values purely. If we look more thoroughly at the structure of how commodities are getting exchanged and moved around, a merchant's capital is originally an intervening movement between extremes which it doesn't control and between premises which it did not create. So it is not the benefactor of having the items necessary to produce a result or ownership of machines or whatever it might be, having a hand in making and creating things and producing them in general versus just moving them and having whatever amount of control they have over uh, the, ex the exchange value. But it's a premise of, no, you don't create the value of whatever you're selling as a quantifiable object. You don't give it its quality. It's more of quantitative ratio that gets produced 
and is therefore then exchanged. And for a consumer, you exchange your, your use value into the producer, and depending on how much quality or how much quantity you could produce, there is sort of a go-between uh, the difference and the scales and movement of uh, an equivalence of exchange is interpreted merely by like the point of view of ultimately uh, how much you can get back from the amount of production, the quantity of production through time based on how much quality, which would just be in an amount of, of value, a quality of the exchange. So how high is the quality determines how high the exchange rate in return would be over time. It should be noted that a very large portion of or requirements that used to predominate the production and generative aspect of creating value was reliant on slavery and serfdom, and it formed a, a broad foundation of social production, you know, from the antiquity of Middle Ages to the early era of America up until the late 19th century, which is relatively recent. The domination of producers by conditions of production can be concealed by the relations of the dominion and the servitude in which is evident as a motive for creating power and the process of production. So in other words, if you can uh, lock down an economic system that produces as much uh, exchange value through your object quantity and get more subject quality, and if you can get away with creating more subjective quality, which is you're using a subject to produce objects and maximize your object return, you ex exploit the amount of production you get from the amount of space that is required over time to generate value and upkeep value. So that's why uh, people value slavery so much as an economic tool. So if these production of commodities are returned more into viewing that these uh, usage values are more belonging to those that are independently responsible for how these objects are manifested into being, the laborer becomes a commodity belonging unto himself rather than a being that is belong more to the fact that they are a part of generating more and more and more object commodities or use value so that they don't have a sway in, in how the objective commodity is labeled. It's just simply no matter how much amount of work or space you can traverse in time, you are still seen, seen as just being in time and leveled as such versus having direct control and, and purely qualitative and abstracted out versus uh, leveled objectively and turned into a basic commodity as a subject. So it's sort of an alienation of the fruits of your production uh, and the ways in which um, power is generated throughout a company or whatever. So this is a major concern for Lukacs and people who have kind of a revisionist look on labor rights and criticism of capital production, there is a continuous trend towards a greater rationalization of workers and an elimination of their qualitative sense of being in the workforce as humans and as individual attributes of a worker. So in the process of labor, they are being broken down into abstract rationalizations of operations and, and the worker loses contact with their finished products and is reduced to a mechanical uh, set of actions that are then calculated and are determined by the relationship to time merely more than their own spatial relationship. In order to overlook the spatial relationship and be viewed in terms of time, you simply are given a bottom line to deal with and your return will be leveled out in that way so that more of the of the money will essentially it won't be it won't wax and wane 
as a, um, a true calculation, but more of a intense mechanization that goes off of a rule rather than empirical figuring. So the, the psychological effect of being leveled out like that is rather alienating and the money is getting generated but isn't going back and, and being rationalized by the subject but is more by the subject in which determines the means of production. So this sort of a mechanization of who gets to rationalize uh, the, re the return of value, uh, the rights is extended not to the worker but uh, his psychological attributes are separated from his personality and replaced instead by specialized rational systems and reduced into a statistical concept. More and more the generative quality is there by workers, but over time the use value is produced by the subject's work, but then the subject as a commodity no longer coincides with and unites with use value. That the use value of the worker is devalued more and more and the object value is increased more and more, and therefore the fragmentation of the object of production entails a fragmentation of the subject and the consequ consequences of this rationalization of the work process. The human qualities and idiosyncrasies of the worker appear increasingly as more mere sources of error contrasted with the abstract laws of the rationalization of the object value. So the relationship between this object and subject gap increases even though the subject value increases over time versus the object. So the subject then becomes contemplative and adopts a, a contemplative stance that conforms to fixed laws that are enacted independently of consciousness in general and are impervious to intervention. So it's a, a closed system. And the basic uh, categories of, of the attitude of this type of world is that it reduces space and time to a common denominator and degrades time to the dimension of space so that if more space is traversed, time is still degraded and is the ultimate everything and man becomes greater and more prone to nothing. So quality would no longer really matter. It would be quantity alone that would be the, the ultimate decider of everything, hour for hour. Time would shed a qualitative variable of flowing nature, and the quantifiable continuum would, would fill up and be reified, and would therefore be a complete separation from human personality. So the material role of all of human society, and the value of the person in relationship to all value that is available, the uh, economic condition that emerges from modern capitalism would replace it. A, more of a natural relation and and install a rationally reified relation. Isolation and fragmentation of people within companies, the leveling of people's work valued in terms of how much space can be traversed in time and being reduced to time versus space, the movement of commodities in the market, so the quality of how fast these things can fly off and in what time, uh, what is the aspect of time over time, how does the market change when it comes to items being gathered? There's a birth of an evaluation of value and then a framework for a rational calculation that's subject to strict laws and the ordering of all that happens. So in a continuous atomization will happen to consciousness, people being subjected to a unified system of qualitative laws that are inherently abstract. People's labor will be defined based on their situation as a fact of power of possession and how you are to possess your role within the relationship of commodity values 
and subject values. And the main criticism here is that this kind of owner, labor, power, commodity, worker, subject relationship, big bowl of soup that I've been trying to pick at is rather can be rather stark and dehumanizing, and the function of a commodity relation can drive the value of the subject down and the value of the object up. So a lot of value, the concept of value and its abstraction and the ability to quantify and qualify and define where values are over time versus the spatial relationship that is involved with what value you get over time is is very is very much a an equilibrium that needs to be met but needs to be rationalized in terms of how we relate to the value structures of who is subjected to the relation so how the human relationship evaluation is your own very power and possession of your labor and what you have access to within markets and between consumers and producers in this whole exchange of giving value and receiving value. So at the mercy of how much can be generated will really depend on who is involved within this production and who else is involved with production overall and what they are able to generate by value and what may be exchanged. So there's a lot to think about here. There's an entire process equilibrium that needs to be realized between how relationships to objects and subjects are maintained over time and what it would mean to be more generatively objective versus dealing with an amount of subjective generation how that is supposed to relate to people that are bound into the obedience to the commodity structures of production and what the driving force of generating value would be in terms of subjects generating value. So in essence, there is a dominion and possession of power that can be determined and utilized in order to suffocate any other essential form of, of value relationship that might exist depending on how it is rationalized between the, the kind of uh, social relations or market relationships that happen. So there would be an equilibrium to deal with, I suppose, and there would be an implicit agreement for equilibrium, but of course these sort of identifiable and determined economic rules aren't completely at the whim of those that are a part of the production process and maybe that's a part of the issue here that's an issue of uh, ownership and domain more or less i would just think about what it means to be used and we'll leave it at that because this is way too hard to deal with but i hope this line of thinking opens up lines of thinking so i will see you next time goodbye